Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, only about 13 minutes, but seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word. And that helps us to stay strong in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. It also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and upon our spiritual lives, and to be better able to deal with life every day because we're thinking from a more spiritual perspective. Help people in your life to grow in their faith, to come to God, to get to heaven. By sharing these short studies with them, and thereby getting them into God's word, share with your friends, your family members, your, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. What a blessing to help somebody turn their life around and maybe get to heaven. But that'll also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today with everybody you can. We're going to bring this particular part of our study on heart troubles to a, to a conclusion. Now, we've looked at a whole list of these different heart troubles that we've been focusing on in different sections of this study over the last number of weeks. We've looked at hatred, laziness, gossip, worry, unforgiveness, ungodly pride. And today we'll finish this particular section on harsh judgments, hypercritical fault-finding. So we've talked about this a great deal, and unfortunately, it is really, really in vogue in our country, in our culture right now. People are just continually trying to find something wrong with other people. That happens certainly in the political world, but it also happens in the cultural world. If you don't agree with a certain group who has really become influential and in pushing their views on, on our society, well, then you must be hateful. You're going to be called all kinds of names. You're going to be denigrated. You're going to be you know, castigated. They're going to try to, in many cases, destroy you in one, to one degree or another. I don't mean necessarily through murder, but I mean your career, your reputation, your, your well-being. It, it's just it's a, such an ugly situation. Now, certainly we see that in the political world, but we also see it in the, in the professional world. People are envious of other people because they were promoted over them, or they want their job, or somebody makes more money than somebody else. You know, and, and ultimately, it all comes back to our self-destruction when we have those hypercritical and, you know, mindset and, 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 you know, just looking for some way to, to find something wrong in somebody else's life and judge them before the world around them in a harsh way. How sad that is. As I said, when we act that way, then an old Southern term describes us very aptly. And that word is, we really look ugly, really look ugly. And we don't need to look ugly. We need to, we need to look righteous and godly. Now we're not going to be able to look righteous and godly through self-characterization. You know, saying, "Hey, look at me! I'm righteous and godly." No, we're going to have to live a lifestyle that really demonstrates that that's the kind of life we live. That that is truly our character. But unfortunately, again, harsh judging hypercritical fault-finding in others has become, to a great extent, a norm within a number of circles in our culture, in our country today. 
Well, we've talked about how we're warned against Jesus speaking in Matthew chapter 7, the first six verses. He says first in verse 1, judge not that you be not judged. But now he's not making a blanket statement there that you never should judge anybody for anything. He's talking about, if you read the next five verses, do not judge hypocritically. Don't try to correct somebody in some minor point in their life that you happen to notice or that you think is there when you've got worse in your own life that you're not dealing with properly. He's talking about not judging hypocritically. In John chapter 7, in verse 27, in fact, he says, judge with righteous judgment. So he's saying we need to judge, and we do need to make judgment calls all the time, but we need to do it righteously. We need to do it with a godly mindset. We need to do it with patience and love and even compassion. We want to help people, but we also need to not look hypocritic uh, hypocritic ourselves as we try to help somebody else when we've got something worse going in our line that we're not in our lives that we're not dealing with. So we need to judge under the right standards. Again, godly judgment. It needs to be properly executed. And we need to always remember that our motives and our demeanor in making judgments toward others, they need to be pure. We need God's forgiveness so we need to be ready to forgive others. We need God's grace. We need God's mercy. So we need to be ready to exhibit graciousness and mercy to others. If we want to receive mercy, we have to be merciful. The scriptures tell us that. Well, so we began asking the question, how can we overcome the tendency to be harsh in judging and finding fault in other people when it's not necessary? Maybe it's not even there. But we have that tendency. We have a mindset. It's an attitude that we carry with us in our heads, in our emotions. And so it's not just the idea that, that you, know, you know, hey, I, let me tell you, you know, I, I didn't appreciate what you said just there. No, we'll go way overboard. We'll blow things out of proportion, make a huge issue out of something that may not even be an issue at all or not much of an issue anyway but we really find fault in others. We have that mindset to begin with. We need to get rid of that mindset. So what are some steps we can take to overcome the tendency to be harsh in judging others and in finding fault in other people? Well, there are some steps that we can take that we can keep in mind. First, we would do well to honestly examine ourselves first on a regular and frequent basis. We read about self-examination very directly in, in 1 Corinthians 11 and verse 28 and 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 5. And in 2 Corinthians 13 and just 5, in verse 5, Paul says, examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Are you living that faithful Christian life? Are you living a lifestyle that exhibits Christianity and faithful Christianity at that? So stop and look at yourself in the mirror before you start pointing your finger at somebody else and trying to straighten them out. And that's basically what Jesus was talking about in Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 6. Now, second, 
And this also calls for honesty. Now, self-examination can be can, can really hurt because you have you really have to be honest if you're truly examining yourself. What are my motives? What are my what are my uh, what what is my mindset and so on? But second, and this also calls for honesty, we need to examine the motives that drive us to find fault and to judge others. Now, as I said, a lot of people, they make harsh judgments motivated by envy and anger and hatred, uh, and, and I think some even a sense of superiority. So what are my motives? Why am I tending to judge that person? Or why do I tend to judge people so frequently and find fault with them? When Mary, the sister of Lazarus, anointed the feet of Jesus with costly oil, Judas criticized that action on her part, stating that the oil could have been sold for a considerable sum of money and that could have been used to help the poor. But his motive, his real motive, was not in one of compassion for the poor. His real motive was greed, for he stole from the money box. John chapter 12, verses 1 through 6. Some people criticize other people trying to tear them down, specifically in order to try to build themselves up in the eyes of other people. But we need to remember, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. James 4 and verse 6 and 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 5. And going back into the Old Testament scriptures, Proverbs 16 and verse 18 and chapter 3 and verse 34. Okay, third, we would do well to look for good in the lives of those with whom we may find ourselves continually at odds. So we're criticizing somebody over and over again. We continue to find fault in them. They can't seem to do anything right in our eyes. Harsh judging, hypercritical fault, fault, fault finding. Well, how about looking for good in their life? It's easy to zero in on a few negatives and miss a multitude of positives in someone's life. That's not to say that serious matters that serious matters that need to be addressed should be ignored. It's simply an effort to try to keep things in proper perspective. Jesus laid out a standard for us to follow. He said, therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. We call that the golden rule, Matthew 7 and verse 12. How would we want that person or other people to look at us? Well, we need to exercise that mindset in looking at them in looking at them. We need to try to look beyond just the outward appearance. As God instructed Samuel in regard to the sons of Jesse, one of whom God would guide him to, to anoint king of Israel. 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 7 and 2 Chronicles chapter 10 and verse 7. God certainly looks beyond the outward appearance what an example we see in that, that, that reality, that truth, when he looked at Saul of Tarsus, who had been an enemy of the church, and Barnabas, a faithful, dedicated Christian brother, he also saw beyond what Saul had been after he became a Christian. 
God saw within the soul and the heart of Saul of Tarsus. And he saw that he could change his, his, his ways. He had been a violent persecutor of the church. God saw that he could use Saul as Saul would change for mighty works for good in spreading Christianity. And Saul did exactly that. God looked beneath the skin, so to speak. We need to do that as well. And we might find ourselves, whatever corrective criticism we might try to present to somebody, we might find that they'll be much more receptive if we talk to them first about some point of admiration we have in their, for them in their lives. Fourth, we need to remember that the Lord is the final judge, not us. We're not going to make the final eternal judgment call. That's going to be up to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10. We need to keep no secrets from him on that day. In fact, we will not be able to. And so we need to recognize that he knows everything that's going on in that person's life whom we're looking at to judge, but he also knows what's going on in our life. And then finally, we need to always temper any judgments we feel compelled to make with Christian love, with Christian love and compassion, particularly in regards to our brothers and sisters in Christ. We'd like to help you grow spiritually. You can contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com. Click on the email link and and, and contact us that way. Or you can phone us at 402-498-8397, 402-498-8397. We'd love to get to know you and help you in your walk of trying to follow God faithfully. Let's pray. Father, help us to always walk in your way, to always live by your teachings obediently, faithfully, consistently. Help us, Father, to not be guilty of harsh judgments and hypercritical fault-finding. Help us to love and demonstrate that love to others and thereby have a greater impact for good on their lives and all to your glory, Father. Please guide us. Please help us. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.